Hi, I'm Josh Fay, executive pastor here at Black Rock Church. And here at the church, we found there's some things we can do that really help us grow spiritually. Things like worship, and community, and serving, and ownership. And so I thought, well, if these things can help us grow, maybe they can help the grass grow too. In addition to worship, we really thought we should serve other people's grass too. Long got served. Our topic recently has been uh, growing uh, these days, which reminds me of the fun you can have asking kids uh, dumb questions. And one of my favorite adult dumb questions to ask kids is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, I love asking this question because uh, I love the answers kids give, not only because some of them can be funny, uh, but because uh, I'm still looking for ideas myself. So uh, the fact is, kids do give some uh, humorous answers. In fact, I want to show you a few examples of what kids uh, say in answer uh, to the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, one kid writes this, I am seven, I want to be eight. <laughs> Very practical, and uh, the alternative is not, is, we are. Uh, so the next kid writes this in answer to the question, what are three things you want to do in the future? This eight-year-old says, one, succeed in herpetology, the study of amphibians, have wife and kids, and three, breed dragons. And uh, <laughs> one in three means that number two needs to be a special wife. Uh, and uh, finally, this eight-year-old boy gives his answer as a kind of a three-point action plan. His three points are, one, get a girlfriend, two, kiss her, three, rule the world. <laughs> Which uh, just goes to show you that kids can give some good answers to adults' dumb questions. Uh, unfortunately, with adults and God, uh, the reverse is often true. Uh, God asks very good questions, and often adults like me and you give rather dumb answers. One of God's best questions that he asks me and asks all of us here is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or better yet, who do you want to be when you grow up? So think about it. Who are you growing up to be? Uh, if you don't care, well, then you can just follow the crowd and float down the culture current uh, without a care. But if you want to grow to be the best possible version of you, if you want to grow to be like Jesus with his confidence and wisdom and life-transforming love, if you want to be to growing into who God has created you to be, well, then you must grow 
God's way. And here at BlackRock, we summarize the biblical definition of God's uh, growth plan with four concepts, worship, serving, community, and ownership. And last week, uh, Rob introduced the first concept, and he used the uh, scripture Romans chapter 12 uh, in the first words of that chapter to introduce the importance of making a commitment to worship as a lifestyle, including our corporate worship together. Now, let's continue with the second concept in God's growth plan, uh, where we return to Romans chapter 12 and the Apostle Paul who writes this in Romans 12 verse 10. Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Now today we want to focus on the second aspect of God's growth plan where God reveals that the secret to fervent growing relationship with him is serving. The connection between serving God and having a fervent relationship with him is so close that a faithful translation of this uh, original Greek for this verse would be, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor by serving the Lord. And since we're translating the uh, Greek of this, uh, of this text we're looking at, uh, let me highlight the literal meaning of the Greek word that's translated fervor. The Greek word translated fervor means to boil. Because see, since there's been fire and water, people have realized that when you heat water, there is a point at which the water springs to life. There is a point where heated water no longer is uh, flat and calm and still, but instead it bubbles with excitement. And God's message to me and to you in Romans chapter 12 is that if you've never engaged in serving him, him you have not reached your bubbling point in your relationship with God. Or if you used to serve him, but you no longer because you're too busy or too distracted or too discouraged along the way to serve, you're missing the opportunity to bubble in your relationship with God. You're missing the fun of fervor. You're missing the bubbling joy and the bubbling growth of serving. So let's look a little deeper into what uh, Scripture says on this topic, starting with the biblical truth that serving grows me into the unique purpose that God has created for me. People crave meaning in their lives, the kind of meaning and significance that comes with making a difference in people's lives. I was uh, reading recently about an experiment that was conducted in a high school that had a very high dropout rate. And so uh, here's what they did in this uh, study. They identified all the high schoolers who were failing classes, who were reading below grade level and on the verge of dropping out, and they divided these uh, high school students into two groups. And here's what they did with the first group. Uh, to each failing high schooler, uh, they assigned a middle schooler for that high schooler to tutor. Notice that the high schooler didn't get tutoring. The high schooler got a middle schooler who needed tutoring. The second half of the, uh, these high schoolers didn't serve anyone. They didn't tutor a middle schooler. They didn't help anybody. Guess what they found? They found that that first group who tutored uh, middle schoolers had 12 times higher rate of improvement 
radical improvement in their grades of graduating from high school and going on to college. Whereas the second group uh, had a 12 times higher uh, rate of uh, dropout and getting into legal trouble and risky behavior. They did a similar experiment in a nursing home uh, where they divided the residents into two groups and gave the first group a houseplant to take care of. And this first group that took care of a houseplant showed 12 times higher health markers, lower death rates, and uh, than the group that was not given a houseplant, which proves what? It proves that basically middle schoolers and a houseplant are the same. So uh, actually, no, this and other studies demonstrates that we are created to thrive on nurturing someone, serving others. And according to the Apostle Paul, what is true for all human beings is especially true for those who become God's child through faith in Jesus. Paul writes this to Christ's followers in Ephesians chapter 2. You are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepares in advance for us to do. Do you hear this? If I am God's child in Jesus, I have been created twice. I was created once when I was born. And when I was born on a human level, I was given certain gifts and abilities. But when I come to Jesus, I am born again. And with my second birth, I, uh, in Christ, get recreated such that I not only have those human abilities, but I'm given also God's supernatural or spiritual skills and spiritual abilities. The Bible calls spiritual gifts, which we'll talk more about in a moment. But for now, know that God desires you to grow into this bubbling life of purpose where you discover this purpose in every situation, every relationship, every moment. But the only way you can experience this bubbling purpose is to be growing in a bubbling relationship through growing in serving. God has a purpose for you at home. Uh, let's just say that you are uh, a student and you have a younger brother or a sister. God has a purpose for you that includes mentoring your younger sibling, giving encouragement to your younger sibling. But you will never reach this bubbling purpose that God has for you and created for you unless you are committed to serve, even serve your siblings. If you are married, God has a purpose for you in your marriage that will only bubble forth if you are committed to serve your spouse. If you, you will never experience that purpose if you approach your marriage with an attitude that says, well, I'll serve my wife if she meets my needs first, or I'll serve my husband if he makes me happy first. Now, if you allow Jesus to meet your deepest need for love and approval and acceptance, then you can serve your spouse in a way that changes everything. God has created you with a unique purpose to fulfill at home, at school, on the job, in your community, among your friends. But the only way that you will fulfill this unique purpose that God has created for you is if you commit to grow by serving. Next, serving grows me into the unique 
passion God has created for me. So far, I've emphasized how serving fulfills God's purpose for me at home, at school, and on the job. But now, let's turn to the primary place God calls me to serve. Church, here, among God's people, at church. The church is the primary focus of every one of the scriptures that I have referenced so far, uh, because it is God's loud and clear command to every person who considers uh, him uh, their father to exercise their spiritual gift within a, a place of service in the church. So our key scripture phrase is, uh, keep your spiritual fervor by serving the Lord. But see, that uh, phrase is embedded in a context. Let me read to you the context from Romans 12, starting at verse 4. Just as each of us has one body with many parts, and these parts do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different spiritual gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is giving messages from God, then do it in accordance with your faith. If it is helping, then help. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is leading, do it diligently. If it's showing compassion, do it cheerfully. See, the context for this whole message is the church. Jesus' first and foremost command is to serve him by serving his people in the church. And as we just heard from his word, God gives his kids spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts to use among his people in the church, which may be a revelation to some of you. Maybe you thought that church was a place where you go and sit and watch other people serve. Not true. In the biblical definition, the church is not a place, it's a people. The church is not a building, it's a body where every believer is a part of the body and each believer has been given a created part to play, a part that the believer must play. Let me spell this out. If you are a follower of Jesus and this is your church, this is your local body, then you must be engaged here at some level in serving the Lord by serving God's people. This is not from me. This comes from the top. This is from Jesus. And this is not designed to be any kind of guilt motivation. Why? Because Jesus doesn't use guilt motivation. Nope, neither do we here at BlackRock. This is not a guilt motivation. This is a growth invitation. Isn't it nice to be invited? It's, we're invited because this is the only way that we can grow, to be the people that we want to grow up to be. So if you're visiting from another church, just take what you learn here, apply it to uh, your church relationship. But if you love Jesus and BlackRock is your church, please take a moment before you leave to just ask Jesus, what your role should be. We have uh, these booklets that uh, uh, describe all the different ways you can serve here at BlackRock. Uh, on the way out, grab one of those, take a look at all the different opportunities, and then we have what we call our ministry fair. Just step out into our Welcome Center. You'll see a bunch of ministry tables there. Go there, ask some questions, uh, show some interest, maybe even sign up uh, to get more information. But here's the best part. God wants you to pick a serving area based on your 
passion. God wants you to follow your passion and seek a role where you just bubble up out of excitement and joy, which is what God's word about spiritual gifts is all about. God's inviting you to bubble along your unique passion that he has created in you. And I know some of you are saying, well, I'm going to sign up to hold babies in the nursery. It's not my cup of tea, but I know the church always needs people to watch babies in the nursery. Listen, if you do not have a passion for holding babies, please do not sign up to be in the nursery. I do not want you in the nursery unless you have a passion for babies. You know who else does not want you in the nursery? Our babies. Our babies, you know, uh, our babies, they're like they're rattles and they see you and they say, move along, move along, you know, go help a middle school or help a houseplant. Just don't help here. We have enough to cry about here. So if uh, you, maybe you are serving already. If you are serving here at church and you're not jazzed with joy, go to the ministry fair and look around and follow your passion. You know, recently I saw some uh, research about the secret to a long life. And in this research, uh, it says that, uh, that uh, after your genetic you know, makeup, uh, the next thing that most determines how long you will live is whether or not you enjoy your job. Considering your nine to five grind, uh, how many of you feel like you just might die any minute, any minute? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the bad news is that most of us have nine to five jobs that suck the life uh, out of us week after week. Here's the good news. The good news is that God calls you to serve here at church with a whole different life-giving job because you can follow your passions. So go through the ministry fair like your life depends on it because, you know, it might. Uh, look, just look again at those uh, spiritual gifts in Romans 12. Helping, teaching, showing compassion, giving financially. God has a role for us all. You know, each one of us must, if we consider uh, ourselves, we belong to Jesus, and this is our church, then each one of us must give some time and some of our financial resources to God's work in the church. Some of us can give more time than money. Some of us can give more money than time. But we all get to participate together as a team. We all get to bubble up with a passion. That looks like fun. You know why? Because it is fun. 
It's fun to grow in serving because we get to do it together as a team. All right, finally, serving grows me into the unique person that God has created me to be. You know, when I serve in the body, I grow to become more the person that God has created me to be. God has created me to receive his blessing by becoming a blessing to others. Uh, I will never be truly happy in this life unless I receive his blessing that comes from being a blessing. Jesus taught this uh, after his act of serving uh, by washing the road dusty feet of his followers. And then Jesus said, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you do as I have done for you. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Don't miss this. Jesus says, you will receive my blessing when you become a blessing by serving others as I serve you. There's a woman uh, who's part of our serving team here at Black Rock. And one Sunday, she saw a lady come into worship who uh, looked like it was her first time. And she looked like she was rather sad. And uh, this Black Rock woman saw this lady and she sensed that God was speaking to her. And God was saying, give her a hug. And so she went up to this new lady and said, "Um, sorry, I don't know you, and uh, I don't normally do this, but um, I'm just sensing that God wants me to tell you that you are welcome and loved here, and could I give you a hug? And the woman nodded, and, and in the middle of the hug, she just started to sob and sob and sob. And when this new uh, lady uh, gained composure, she, uh, she told her story. She said, I'm lost, but I want to have a relationship with God. And so God called me to, to come to this church. He used several people to draw me to this church, but I did not want to come. It just seemed so big. But I said to God, I'll go, but I'm going to leave unless someone gives me a hug. And then she said, wow, as soon as I walk in, you give me a hug. Where does that happen? Anywhere on this planet. It's a miracle sign that God does love me and wants to have a relationship with me. How do you think that Black Rock woman felt when she heard this story? She was blessed. She was blessed because she realized that she was being used by God to be a blessing and to share God's love with someone else in a way that makes a difference. She was a blessing, and you'll be a blessing too as you grow by serving. And here's how the process starts. The blessing starts as you maybe just spend Five minutes, five minutes in our ministry fair. Right now, it looks like we're going to be ending about eight minutes early. So that means that uh, you can leave this place and go right into uh, that ministry fair with your, with your questions, maybe take the booklet, look at a few of the opportunities, go to the, one of the tables and ask some questions. Uh, so what I'm asking you to do is to not exit into the parking lot, 
Uh, if you have kids, uh, don't try to get your kids because they're still being taught. They won't be able to leave for another uh, six or seven minutes. So just browse the brochure, then go to the tables, maybe ask a few questions, arrange to maybe shadow someone who's in a care role or arrange to show up uh, midweek to look at our student ministries and see how they are changing lives. Sign up for some more information. Sign up using one of the laptops on one of the ministry tables, or you can use your BlackRock app. And you're not signing up in blood. Uh, You're just starting a process, a process where we will train you up for your complete success and joy in bubbling up so that you can receive God's blessing as you bless others. Would you please stand? And let me pray, and then we'll go. We want to thank you for watching and listening to our sermons online, and we hope that uh, you will be inspired to live more like Jesus through these. Please check out blackrock.org for more information about our church. Know that you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, and also uh, know that you can give uh, to BlackRock and to our ministry through PushPay, through our mobile app, and on our website. Your uh, donations and your support of our ministry allows us to have uh, these videos online and for us to impact our community.